Hey, it's Claire here. Quick question for you: Have you ever tried an intentional branding strategy on your marketing? If you're looking for clarity when it comes to branding, Garrett is the guy for you. As an intentional branding strategist, Garrett worked and built several seven figures brands in the entertainment industry, and today is here to share some behind the scene with you. Joe and Garrett are diving into what is intentional branding and why it's important, the benefit of color in content marketing, the color psychology behind Joe's personal brand. And rebranding versus revamping. This is the episode you want to download and take notes and get yourself ready to take action today. Are you ready? And let's get into it. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself, so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally. So, congratulations on showing up, boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are. In the right place. So let's dive in. Garrett is in the house. I am so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. We've been planning this for quite some time now, and today we're talking about intentional branding, revamping versus refreshing your brand. We're talking about probably one of my favorite topics when it comes to branding, and I know sometimes I do say this about topics, but. On my defense, okay, I only pick topic that I like to talk about if I have to interview somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like okay. So me and Garrett met on Instagram. We connected through a carousel, and I remember you were doing an analogy of an Apple product. That's what mm-hmm. I remember, and I was really impressed by the way you were explaining branding and your methodology was really interesting to me so we started following each other we started to connect on dms we basically started talking about everything else except from work everything (laughs) so um, we really bonded and then Garrett is the person behind my recent revamping every branding on my page and today we're going to walk you through a little bit more about the call of psychology and intentional branding. But before we do that, I would love you to start sharing a little bit about who is Garrett and what does he fit on the entrepreneurial space? <laughs> Great. Um, so I'm an intentional brand strategist and that's kind of like something new. And it basically means that like I give change makers and trailblazing entrepreneurs their voice. I help them be them and communicate them in order to have their businesses run successfully and in hopes that they change the world. I've struggled in my own right as an entrepreneur, as I think all of us have. And I feel like sometimes it just gets too much where people are mm-hmm. like, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that. And, you know, you have to get all these leads and send out your lead magnet and you have to get everybody to subscribe to you. And it just gets so exhausting. So overwhelming. And, you know, we are so exposed by a huge amount of information. I mean, something I always share with my tribe is that on average, a user on social media, but not only on social media, as a person, we usually 
consume about three and a half thousand pieces of content a day and most of them we don't even realize so i agree with you when it comes to being overwhelmed and wanting to be part of the change but not really understanding what does it mean and how is that structure so what i like about the way you serve your audience on social media so you talking a lot about intentional mm-hmm. branding and i would love you to dive into this a little bit more and kind of explain what is that versus to traditional branding if you will yeah so i think maybe the best way to kind of do that is like a little story of like how i got to it um so like when i was younger and i was first getting into into um visual work and creative work i was doing a lot of websites and i did like flyers and album covers and stuff like that and it was mostly in the music industry obviously um right but i got like this label as like the graphics kid and it annoyed me so much because like it was more than graphics like like it was kind of like i was being treated it was like transactional like i was the kid that you paid a few bucks to and right. i'd make you the flyer or i'd do the website and i just had to shut up and give it to you and it got i mean i was young but it was it just got to me so much because like I studied design psychology and marketing and I I took like famous artists like album covers and flyers and I broke them down to try and like find out why they worked so I can improve my visuals and, and improve my craft and I was just so discounted about it that I got burnt out you know it was just too transactional and too meaningless and so I went back to the drawing board and I, I really went down to the foundations of like what would make me happy or not and and I set boundaries and those boundaries were more so of like, if this doesn't make me feel good and this doesn't actually serve somebody that I'm trying to help, then I don't want to do it anymore. It, it's, 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 it's draining. And, and the whole reason we're in business is not just to make money. It's to help others because there's so many other ways to make money. There's just so many ways to make True. money. Easier. Easier, ways way easier money. ways to make money than trying to build something off the ground and then feeling good about it too at the end of the day. And when I did that, I saw the shift in not only my business, like, you know, growing, but also like my fulfillment. Like I help people all over the world that do different things. One one person I helped, she, um, she sells real estate. And real estate is something that kind of gets a bad rep sometimes because like, you know, they're, they're, they can come across as very salesy and very, yeah. and very pushy. Like cars. Exactly. Exactly. Like cars. And she's not like that at all. She's very straightforward. She wants to help simplify the process. And it seems like such, it seems like such a little thing in, in like when you hear about it, but when you like you go through that experience of trying to buy a house or trying to rent an apartment from a real estate agent and then you see how like she does her process where it's more straightforward it's night and day and it's amazing and i took on that for myself to help those type of people as well and it just worked out so well for me and it made me so happy that i wanted to come up with that system and systemize that to help my clients and that's kind of where intentional branding was was born, where you don't have to focus on the funnels and focus on the, the the DMs, the cold DMs all day and all that stuff. It's more about being yourself and letting yourself shine and letting your impact shine. And that's kind of what helps you grow. It's also about letting, and we covered this in another episode as well, it's about letting Prosper to find you Um for through what you share that is something that 
they might want to include in their communication strategy. And branding, it's often misunderstood and misinterpreted. People think, especially in the era of social media where everything is so accessible with branding. You can get a branding strategy to do it, you can do it yourself. And I do have a lot of people I speak to, especially in the tribe, and when we dive into the branding, it is just a very, as you mentioned, transactional communication. It's like, oh, I need this color, I need this color palette. There's no concept to um, why that should be that particular, you know, that particular style, the particular font, the particular texture, whatever that may be. And you did my rebranding, um, which is not really a rebranding, I will say it was more like a revamping. I would love you to explain that. What is the difference between rebranding and refreshing? So one of the best ways I think is to go back to cars and say you have like a Honda Civic and you're driving it and you turn around and you're like, this just doesn't feel like me anymore. And you bring it to the car dealership and you get a whole new car. Okay. And it drives different. It's a different experience. That's rebranding. But then on the flip side of that, say you walk outside and say, you know, I really like the way this Honda Civic drives but it just doesn't feel like me either. So you go to the body shop, you get a new color, you put a spoiler on it, you get fancy rims. But at the end of the day, when you get in that car, you're still driving a Honda Civic and you enjoy it. And that's kind of like the the mindset around rebranding and refreshing because you know, when you rebrand, it's a whole new game. You, you're changing your audience, you're changing your strategies, you're changing what you're trying to do in your mission. But when you refresh, it's kind of like you're just trying to make it more you and, and more accessible and more understandable to people from the same strategy and the same mission that you already have. That makes total sense. And this is what we've been doing on my page because I did a refresh back in the summer. We got in touch over on social media and you came to me with some cool ideas and I was like, hmm, that sounds very interesting. And what was really good was the fact that you really understood me as a person and you understood how can that be translated into visual. And I would love you to explain what was the process of the refresh that we did on the page and also allow anyone listening right now to understand how is the process looking like for them if they're looking to work with you. So let's make it very actionable. So let's go through my color scheme and mm-hmm. let's just explain how we pick that color, why did we pick them and so on. Okay, cool. Uh, we start, well, first, because it's a refresh, we started with what you already had and you already had the primary color was the yellow and I think that anybody who's ever had a conversation with you or ever watched your video can sense that energy from you. And it's so happy and exciting. Yeah. Literally every time we talk, I leave that conversation with a smile. And we wanted to translate that into your colors so that people can feel that. And so I think what we really did is we took that primary yellow, which we translated into another yellow called honeysuckle. And it when you saw it, when I first saw that shade, I was like, that's Joseph. That is Joe to the core. It makes me it makes me see that and think like, okay, this is gonna be fun. Cool. And and it just became so intentional like that. And once that came about that, I figured that, okay, so now that we have the fun, we have the excitement in there, we need to bring the trust into it. 
because at the end of the day, you're serving people and you're helping people make great video content. And you're helping people make great content in general. And it's, it's all part about trust. So we went back to the drawing board and I came across this shade called Lucky Point. And it's a very dark navy blue. And it has, when, when it comes to color theory, it has that pop with the, with the honeysuckle that we picked. And it just creates such an a, a immersive color scheme that wants that makes you want to it makes you want to follow it makes you want to see what this is about it stands out it, you know everybody's using today either some form of pink blue or or sometimes like a, a pale red and you just get mm. so blended in there or, or a straight white and black you know straight white and black too yeah it became white noise it, it's it just it's just all it's like ad blindness you know we see it and we're just okay that's that's cool like it, it could look good it's but there. but and then and then even making it more intentional like you wear these colors you're you know one of your things is color blocking it's it's being on video and standing out by having that block yeah. of color and drawing people's eyes to remember you and we kind of just wanted to translate that in an intentional way through your colors absolutely and you know the way the big eureka moment for me was when you sent me the whole overview of the color scheme that you picked and how the refresh mm -hmm. looked like. And I went through the document and I was like, wow, this is not only about the color code. And I did, I did, a, I did a branding before. And what happened was it was always about, oh, make sure you use this shade. Oh, it doesn't have to be different. But what you really brought to the table that for me was very insightful was the ability to play with different gradient. So the color is the same, but the way you dilute the color makes a huge difference. And as you said, the reason why I wanted to refresh the branding was because my communication, my visual communication was going left and I was going right. And I love <sighs> color and I wanted to bring that to you know, I, I have specific colors that I always wear, that I always wear, color blocking is my thing, but I also didn't want to be in a box and just be, you know, the same all the time. And yeah. I've been on social media for five years and I did a lot of rebranding. I went from black, white, and red in 2017. And it was obviously at the time it was a static, very static pictures. And I will have a colorful picture, a black and white, a red picture, and then another colorful picture. That was the grid. I did the same thing. <laughs> did you? Oh my God. Yeah, that was the thing, wasn't it? I was doing traveling at the time. So I will always have a black and white and red storytelling picture and then two experience pictures. That's That was my grid. In I think that was like the thing that like the gurus instilled in us then like, oh, you have to have this aesthetically pleasing grid and you should make either a line yeah. or an every other or a whole immersive picture. That's all the same thing when you put them all together. So it's stressful Insanely though. stressful. I, I mean, I only stopped doing that about five, six months ago. And when I did, like, when I stopped that, like, the weight was off my shoulders. Con creating content was fun again. Like, you know, you yeah. wouldn't think that, like, having to, okay, I have to do a carousel this day and a, a tweet this day and a white carousel this day. Like, you wouldn't think that that's so stressful, but it it really is. Hey, it's Claire here. How's going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. 
We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show. So this is leading me to a question that I have about what is your take about the way companies do rebranding during holidays? When this episode is airing, it's going to be Christmas time. Uh, possibly Thanksgiving, okay? So this is the time when everybody starts changing. And we've seen this quite a lot of times throughout the years. When logos change, you know, the logos change, the colors change. What's your take on that? Companies do the whole holiday season rebranding all the time. What's your opinion on that? I, I think that it builds a lot of mistrust and it, it comes kind of out of inauthenticity because like, I feel like they're just jumping on the trends instead of actually caring. Like, if you actually care, put your money where your mouth is. Actually create initiatives. Create create funds. You know, do something real. You know, make a product itself that can contribute to these causes or contribute to that holiday. Instead of just like, you know, oh, well, you know, this is Pride Month, so let's make our our logo rainbow colored and everybody will love us. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like if you want to support pride month, support pride month. If you want to be Christmassy, do something Christmas themed, tell a Christmas story. Don't change your logo. So it looks like Christmas. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it feels so fake. And if it feels like, it feels like you're, you're chasing dollars and it, that's what's, the unintentional thing. That's like the whole journey of like intentional branding. It's, it's not doing things for money. It's doing things to help. It's doing things to grow and grow with people. It is very difficult. I think sometimes to understand what works for holidays, because there are two different avenues you can take here. You can either take it where you go all out and you just change everything for Christmas for like the month of December, your whole page is going to be different color. That's uh-huh. one way, which as we said, is not really authentic to me. It kind of confuses the communication channels or the second strategy. It's about mm. sharing, as you said, a story. And I want to bring an example that I did last year. I was working with a jewelry brand in Italy and the jewelry brand was available in many different cities, even in the UK. What we did was just thinking about Christmas from a perspective of storytelling. So what we did, we will take picture around the city where the stores were, and we will come out with a story about the place where the store is. So people that are local feel connected to the city and the town where the store was. They feel connected through the jewelry because we're telling a story through the jewelry. And it was a brand that was really interesting because it was composable. It was composable jewelry. You could pick different lengths. You could pick different uh, type of chain and get them together to kind of build your own jewelry that is customized to you and tells a story about yourself. And what we did was using that strategy and just using that to tell the story of where the place, where the store was. So the story about the town, why that square is famous. And we will do that through video. So we took videos around different monuments. We took videos about different Christmas decoration, why there was a specific color scheme in one street compared to the other. And that made people really invested in the content because they felt like they were getting to know the city, they were getting to know the brand, and they were getting to know the product. And, you know, Storytelling can sell if done right. There is a big focus of selling during Christmas because it's the time you make the most money as a business. So sometimes 
you know, the mindset that a lot of business owners can have, especially for product-based businesses, they will be like, oh, this is not time to tell a story, this is time to sell. Well, there's the thing. You can sell to storytelling. You just need to do it right. So think about, it's crafting the story in the right way. And I think storytelling is the essence of branding. I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? I totally agree. And to add to that, like, storytelling, it's not just about telling the story. It's about telling a real story. It's about telling something that connects with you to somebody else. You know, you can make up a story out of anything, but if the story isn't real, people see through that. I mean, we're in the age of authenticity and genuineness and everybody can tell, or most people at least can tell when something's BS. Oh, it's really easy to spot nowadays. It's just like, and it is... It has to be authentic. And sometimes it doesn't have to be even that complicated. If you're someone that has a small team, just come out with a story for each member of your team. And you can create three posts where you can say, what does Christmas mean to this person? What does this person do in a company? What is their role? Why Christmas is so important for that person? And, you know, it's a way to allow your audience to connect with the team that is behind the brand, but at the same time to have something that is really personal as well, which people like to relate to and connect to. And I think over time, you need to think about the discovery experience of your content. People will find you at some point through one video, but that doesn't mean they're going to find that video that you want them to look for. You know, they might find a piece of content that went viral for X, Y, Z reason, but then they will connect to the story and they will stay because the experience on your page is really relatable. And relatability is a huge factor in marketing in 2022. And it, it is definitely important to inject a personality in there. Now, I want to go practical now. I would love you to share five actionable hacks that anyone looking to rebrand, revamp, inject intentional branding into the strategy can take action today at the end of the episode. So number one, without a doubt, you need to go back to your why. Why are you doing this? What is your intentions? Why serve these people? I think really sometimes we get too much up in like, you know, I'm going to start a business so I can get famous on Instagram or I'm going to start this business so I can make millions of dollars. Like that's so vague and, and not real. Like we don't do things for that actual reason. Why do you wake up? Why do you go to your computer or the coffee shop or your nine to five and put in that work? What is the end goal of that money? What is the end goal of being Instagram famous? Dig deeper and I think that's that's step number one, without a doubt. Number two is you have to really take a look at the people that you are serving, who they are, what they actually care about themselves. Really dig deep into that. I mean, it's all about digging deep, right? Um, number three is work on how to build a community. Work how to actually connect with those people because you know why you're connecting with them. You know why you're helping them. Now, and you know who. Yeah. So now let's determine how do we build a community around that? How do we actually serve people in a way that makes them feel good when they see you? You know, if you come across your videos, you're always talking to the tribe. You're, you're telling them how much you, you appreciate them and you're sharing tips about things that they actually care about. You're not really ending it every time with, oh, and, you know, let's meet on one-to-one coaching and I'll help you make great videos. Number four is your unique impact value. 
So this is a little different than what most people teach with positioning. So what we're going to do is we're going to combine your why, which was step number one, and now a transformation. What at the end of the day are you doing for your people? And the reason that we do that is because like one of the great examples I use is an artist, right? What does an artist do? They don't just paint pictures. They make conversation pieces for your home. They make something that you can tell a story about or start a conversation about. They they make something that makes your house feel like a home. It's all it's all about the transformation. So when you put that together with why you're doing it, that's intentional branding in its core. And then step number five would be to infuse all that you've done into everything. Your copy, your visuals, the way you you take marketing strategies. Are you out there to help people or are you out there to make money? So if you're out there to help people, then don't be cold DMing people saying, hey, I got this life-changing offer for you. No, actually, you know, I the other day I saw somebody's... Um, Instagram and they were they were fairly new to Instagram. You could tell. And they had some random logo which actually was a pretty great looking logo as their default picture. And instead of being like, "Oh, well, why don't we hop on a call one-to-one coaching and I'll teach you how to position yourself on Instagram better." No, I was like, "You're you're engaging so well on Instagram and you're trying to get part of the community. Why don't you change your logo picture to a picture of your face so people can know the real you?" And I left it at that and I wished them a good day and I moved on with my life. It it wasn't about selling somebody something. And so often I feel like when we get those DMs, they'll be like, oh, well, after this, if you want more, reach out to me for coaching. Like it doesn't work that way. And what's funny enough is maybe three months later, they messaged me back and they were like, hey, so I did what you said and it's really been working out well for me. People are actually connecting with me and I'm building my own community. Thank you very much. Is there a way we can work together in the future? And that wasn't my that wasn't my intention, but at the same time, like that's what it's all about. It's about helping people and, and serving people and impacting people with no expectations. I love how you explain it. And where can people find you, Garrett? So you can find me on Instagram at Garrett. G-A-R-E-T-T or my website, garrett.co G-A-R-E-T-T Thank you so much for listening to the Digital Bosses podcast with your co-host, Claire. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive conversation into all the practical tips and hacks that you can apply to grow your business. If you like the show today and you would like to support our podcast, please share with others and take a screenshot of the episode and tag us on social media such as Instagram and LinkedIn and let us know your feedback because we would love to know and share that to the world. And until then, I will see you with Joseph, same time, same place, next week.